This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. I think Brad started listening to you when you saved his life, Jay. And he told him <laughs> to stop smoking. <laughs> so he actually took that advice and took it to the next level, and now he sucks at magic. So. <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mines they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal palmini-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dome them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And Medina. I'm on camera and I'm like, oh man, don't blink. Act like you meant to do this. <laughs> and now, the A-Team. Hey guys, welcome to episode 73 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT with Jay Scott and Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> 73 episodes. Shit, we're getting long in the tooth, right? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> getting close to 75 and next thing you know, we'll be at 100 and I'll be freaked out on how many episodes I've had to do with you guys. <laughs> You've had to do with us. Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about the modern PTQ that uh, Scott and I have briefly, because uh, we both did awful. Yeah. Well, Scott did better than me, so I can't I can't speak for him on that. Uh, maybe we're going to do more sneak, keep, and ditch, because uh, we got a lot of positive feedback, so... Uh, Jay, get your deck ready, but you have the same <laughs> deck, so I don't know if we're going to do that. No, no, I'm, I'm brewing up a, bl- a blue-black right now, and also somebody else could, like like John could do it with his, like, something. I'm running the, zomb- <laughs> I'm running the zombie deck. I could I could do it with the zombie deck. Yeah, you could do some, I mean, that's irrelevant, sneak keeps, but you could do it with that. Why is it irrelevant? <laughs> Why is it called GP Hoss? <laughs> because it was cold. Um. Other topics we're going to talk about, we're going to get to standard, and because uh, John's been so good at predicting upcoming metagames, like he's completely called the tokens deck, we're going to get his standard um, advice, <laughs> predictions, I guess, yeah. uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> Early shout-outs to, uh, oh, I don't have it on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris Lansdale. Shout out to Joel Dittry. Black Green Birthing Pod. <laughs> I don't play Strangle Root Geist in my Birthing Pod because there's no good three drop. I'm like 23 and 3 with Black Green Birthing Pod with no Strangle Root Geist. Because there's no good three drop. 
Actually, I was going to give an early shout-out to Shaolin Monk 36 because he tweeted that he listened to our previous episode three times. <laughs> hey, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our episodes aren't short. Um, so to start- oh, uh, speaking of which, I have to give a shout-out, also a special shout-out, early shout-out to Simon Lee. And I don't know if he's going to listen to our show or not again, but he's like a local guy. And uh, he's like, I think I've talked about him before, but basically, like, Simon is angry all the time. He's like, I don't know, 40 or 50. I don't know. He's Chinese, so I have no idea how old this guy is. But he's like a math teacher. And, like, he's angry all the time. Like, he'll draft, he'll draft, like, the sickest fucking deck. Like, he'll draft a constructed deck, for fuck's sakes. And then he'll just be pissed off that he's beating the shit out of you. He's just, he's just like, man, god damn it, could I curve out any better? Oh, god, he's wasting my, like, just give me my prize, and you're just wasting my time, god damn it. Could I curve out any better? Oh, man. Jay, who do you play with, man? Old guys, angry Chinese people, like, it doesn't stop. Like, what else you got over there in Alberta? You're just going to have to come to the fucking CMT Calgary. Oh god. <laughs> what the fuck? Violin music, please. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. No one's gonna come to Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So oh, this past weekend, Scott and I uh, played at a PDQ in Toronto. Um, I played Cobblade, obviously, and didn't do so hot. <laughs> Went one, two, and one, so. Uh, Holy fuck. So I played a pretty stock list, which is based on um, one of the articles on Star City Games by Orsini Jones. Uh, tweaked maybe the sideboard, added surgical extractions uh, in the board for the Malira matchups. And, you know, it, it's sort of good against Storm and kind of good against uh, Tron as well. They're not like, it's not a super good card in those matchups, but I wanted to, to sort of hedge against those three decks. Uh, ended up losing a close one to Affinity, where uh, he basically had to kill me that turn, or I was going to kill him on the crackback. And then I lost to Mono White. Like, I don't know what to call this deck. It was Mono White Hate Bears, and it was playing, yeah. like, Mangara shenanigans to try to, you know, get rid of your shit. It was really embarrassing, actually. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, a um, Martyr deck? No. No. no, that would have been excusable. It's like Aether Vials with the Aven Mind Sensors, uh, the Stone Cloak uh, guy, Stone yep. Yep. Uh, Flicker Wisp. So, you know, I haven't played, I remember maybe playing this when they were like sort of standard legal or even in limited, but I haven't played against these cards in a while. So when he flashed him out and did some sort of effect, I was like, what the hell's going on? And, um, and it was like it almost felt like his deck was made to hose my deck, like past exile. Oh, flicker wisp, blink it out, like what? And so I, I was completely, I felt like I got tilted against this deck because I didn't know what I was doing, and was playing really sloppy. And even you know, got himself down to one, had a fetch land that would have saved him, but couldn't back <laughs> it and died. I had double shackles. Felt pretty good. But he still got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was for me, and I I drew a game against Maliripod, um, and you hold on a second. You said that you played this Orsini Jones list, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, but what the hell is that? Like, 
Do, how am I supposed to know what deck this is? It's Cobblade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I should have known it was Cobblade. When yeah, but he mentioned yeah. which is exactly what he said at the beginning of the. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that it was Cobblade. I just uh... that, he said Osini Jones, and I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Some premium writer they they got to replace. Never him. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like moving forward, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm gonna play Callblade. I think it's good, but it just didn't feel, you know, unfair or had matchups that were really, you know, that were great. And uh, moving forward, and like the PTQ, there's one online PTQ on Saturday. I'm gonna look at other options, possibly playing the Tron deck that Jerry is advocating that LSV also took to the top eight at the GP, or uh, looking at John or, or, or other options really. So. That was how my weekend was. It just bombed. <laughs> yeah, I ended up uh, I ended up going two um, zero to start, and then hit uh, a three in a row to. Uh, I, I lost. I lost at table four again um, to uh, Affinity, and I won. I won game one match, and then game two, uh, I basically got two. I uh, got Blood Moon in game two, and then drew like seven consecutive lands. <laughs> so that game I didn't win. Uh okay. and then game three I actually had like triple grudge draw plus seal and I was doing okay and then I got uh I got blood moon at exactly the wrong time and then bricked on land. So I mean I it, it is what it is, variance is the game, right? And uh it was a slow and painful I used my grudges to kill all of his guys and I was literally like one to death. <laughs> so that got me uh, down a bracket, and then I faced off against this uh, round four was a Naya land destruction deck, which actually just made me want to claw my eyes out, because um, he was like, turn one bird, uh, turn two bird bird, turn three plow under, <laughs> scoop. <Yeah. laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was, it was, and it was terrible too. Um, <laughs> like, yep. Uh, and then game he had a similar start. He goes like land bird, uh, land elf rather. And then he goes like bird bird. So this time I had like Lavamancer, and then I go like fetch, bolt, kill a guy. Like I'm just trying to keep him off all of his mana dorks, right? And then of course uh, he ends up just going like Bloodbraid elf, Stone Rain, like <laughs> it was a fucking disaster. So I didn't come close. I won game two, but like game three was just a blowout again. It was just bad. And he's got knights and everything, so it's just it's it's rough. Tech edges and shit. It was it was it was an interesting deck. Um, and then the last round I played against like Black Blue Tron, and went to game three. So awesome story. In my sideboard is one copy of Thrun the Last Troll, and of course I played my Thrun the Last Troll signed by the Last Troll, John Martell, which naturally says "fuck you, Steve" on it. So I end up again in a game three situation. I end up dropping my front on turn four and, uh, and I drop it on the guy and I wasn't even thinking about it. Cause I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be a real problem for him. He's not going to be able to deal with this. And so I'm like getting in, getting in, getting in, eventually he gets a batter's club, but he just like, he laughs. And when I put the card down, he reads it and he looks at me and looks down and looks at me. And I'm like, is everything all right? Like, if, if there's a problem for you, like, I have another... He's like, no, it's just really funny that this is the one card that's probably going to kill me, and my name is Steve. <laughs> so it, was, it was a good laugh. He ended up pulling it out, because, like, Batterskull got there, but 
it was it was it was a lot of good games. So at two three, like I'm way out. So fuck it, we dropped and we went and got some food. Scott, I do want to ask you. So against the Affinity deck, you actually had three ancient grudges during the game, and you still lost because you didn't have. I had no green. Support. Okay, okay. You, yeah, or... I had a seal too. Like I, I drew a seal of Primordium as well. So okay, like, as an out to a Blood Moon if you had it. Right? Oh, of course. Well, I got Pulse and Seal as outs, and I have enough basic lands that generally I can fetch, but the challenge was is that, like, I had Treetop Village as my green land, and literally, like, the turn... So I'm, like, Grudge, right? And I guess my turn four play was the Treetop Village. No, okay. turn three play was the Treetop Village, so okay. that I had I had the green mana, and, of course, that's the turn he plays the Blood Moon. Okay. So that I untap and it's a mountain, and I, I couldn't find one after that. But, like, in the affinity matchup, it becomes expressly important that you need to mulligan to a fetch line. Like, in that in the gen deck, like, and it wasn't until after the fact that I realized it, but you just need to straight up mulligan to a fucking fetch so that you can get a forest and then just fucking curb stomp them. Because you have enough hate and removal out of the deck to just, like, make affinity your terrible bitch. Um, but the challenge is you literally need to get the green mana off the bat. Like, you just need to. And once you do, it's it's a comfortable situation. Because, like, I had, like, two seals and three grudges off the board, plus pulses already, like, and bolts, lavamancers, okay. like, infinite removal, right? I mean, the deck should not win, provided you get any sort of basic mana in your game. Okay. Blood moon yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I misplayed because I wasn't, uh, I hadn't been playing modern at all, so I got taken by surprise by uh by blood moon i wasn't fetching basics i was actually fetching like hallowed foundings and that totally <laughs> screwed me in that game um so uh, i had a bad i got crushed by blood moon as well yeah um but it was it was a good experience like it was you know what was awesome is i didn't play against the same deck once all day and like going to a ptq and being able to say i didn't play against the same fucking deck that's as awesome things look for that <laughs> like awesome and none of the decks how many people were at your ptq uh almost 120 <laughs> <laughs> almost 120 uh that's, top, that's a pretty big size yeah it wasn't for, bad. for a modern constructed ptq right yeah and i mean most of the uh most of the top tables were you know pod affinity you know those are the two sort of at the top deck there was a black white humans list that uh ended up like Literally in the top two. No, it won the whole thing from what I heard. No, 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 Matt. Matt no, no, Matt the only one. He was running pod, but it looked oh, like he was he running, was pod, running okay. pod. But he had like body double and rebel tech. so it's like almost like post board. He was able to side into the body double combo. So I don't know. I'd have to take a closer look at the list, but I, I saw him playing against him at one point during the Swiss, the humans player and Matt, because they were at the top table, and. uh it was it was interesting for sure. The the humans deck was was something else. At first glance, it looked like tokens, but when you look closer at the list, it's certainly not. Um, but it's it's it definitely caused some interesting uh, some interesting phenomenon. So the humans deck. Humans. Black white humans. I have to ask Scott since I might be playing Jun this weekend. What did you like or dislike about the current the version that you played? Um, it's tough to say. Like, I, I felt like, uh, there were a lot of draws that I had that were unstoppable. I was running for Liliana. I probably could cut down to two or three. Um, I didn't have lightning in the list. Like, I cut lightning literally the day before. Um, 
And it was probably a mistake because I feel like, you know, anytime you can get in for three damage and two cards is pretty good. But I mean, it, it's the other side of that is all the cards in modern are so powerful anyway that even just a random top deck can spoil you. Right? Right. So right. you almost want to. You know, almost just getting them down, like the old school John, just getting them down to zero cards and then just grinding them out with a Bloodbraid Elf or whatever. Like, I don't think it quite cuts it in the format. Like, I really like the deck, but um, I wonder if you want to look at uh, more resilient threats that come down earlier. Now, I don't know how you get there, um, but it's definitely worth looking at. Like, Strangle Root Geist might be a thing. Um, I did see some fucking insanely fast uh, Dredgevine lists. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was at one of the tables, and it I, I like I mean mulch seems like it might be pretty good for doing stuff like that, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was certainly interesting, certainly interesting. Stranger guys might not be a bad addition though. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna look into that. I mean, the other thing that's really cool though is uh, like if you do happen to play a couple swords in the list, like. Cascading Bloodbraid Elf into a sword late game and then just paying two and suiting him up and getting in there is also pretty cool. Well, I was thinking about that for this weekend, but I don't know which sword I would want to play because our guys like lack evasion. We don't have Hawks right. uh, in this particular deck, so it would totally be like a metagame call as to which sword you would take. Um, and you don't take advantage of Sword of Peace and Famine as well as the blue decks. Correct. Which is like the, the which is like the like the go to sword when you if you if you were gonna pick one like the default sword. So that's where I'm at a loss. I was thinking of adding a sword, but you know, not really sure which one I would add. Wouldn't you take splash damage from affinity with swords? Well, like as a two of in the as a two of in the list in the main deck, it's probably not that big of a deal. Yeah, but right? I mean, and if, if they're gonna bring in ancient grudge to beat my two swords, then fucking screw them. They deserve to lose anyway. Like, yeah, nice, but nice I mean, some people might have like a one of in the main deck of like something to deal with an artifact. You know, I just don't like. I don't like swords in general. It just seems bad. It seems like you'd rather just put like a threat on the board than just a sword. You know. That's, and that's that's why Strangle Guys seems like it might be all right. The challenge becomes the mana base. So I mean, if, if you take out the requirement to play Liliana out of the deck entirely, and I'm not sure it's correct because truthfully, it's one of the things that brought me to the list in the first place. Uh-huh. But <laughs> because Bloodbraiding into her is like a different level of things. Um, but if you remove that, the black requirement cuts immensely. I mean, why? What do you cut? First, let's figure this out. What do you? Oh, I'm excited. What What are you cutting for <laughs> Strangleroot Geist? Are you going to cut Liliana for Strangleroot? Well, yeah, it might be. Right? Why Why would you do that? <laughs> like, what problem does Strangleroot Geist fix that Liliana is? It's is another like? resilient, aggressive dude that, like, if it comes off a of Blood Radar, for example, can can get in there for extra. And because of the Undying, you can pretty safely just beat with Reckless Abandon. Because, I mean, at two in the front, it'll still trade with most of the non-Tarmogoyf creatures in the format. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if it dies, it gets bigger and comes back as a 3-2. Um, 
which is still also really good. So yeah. I mean, I know what it know, does. I know what the card does, but I'm just not seeing how like the correlation between like the grinding nature of like Liliana, which fits the deck, versus like why you just want another dude yeah. instead. So well, again, it, it's a matter of the clock, right? It, it's just it shortens the clock potentially as opposed it makes it a little bit less of a grind a little bit more of an aggr- uh, more of an aggressive build yeah but doesn't like doesn't Jun perform best at the mid range like area not all, not always one of the strengths that Jun had is it it had its capacity to you know depending on how well you tweaked it you could make it a, like a turn faster or you could you know make it a bit more controlling at the top end you know in standard for example when we're playing like C chain commander and bituminous boss right. So that's the flexibility that the deck has. Depending on the build, it, it can be faster or slower. Yeah, I mean, and there's, there's without, no... Without sacrificing, like, there, a lot of... There's no siege game commanders in in modern gen right now. The point is, it's like, the modern gen list is kind of like a rocky, like, like mid-range grind deck. You know what right. I mean? So, but it's impossible to say the modern gen list, because there's a million modern gen lists. Yeah, but the, one that, the ones that are performing well are... are they're pretty much built the same. I mean... There's a couple terminates here, you know, maybe one or two less Liliana there, but it's all pretty much the same configuration of cards with different numbers. Like, is there a totally different gen list that I'm missing that I haven't seen that's doing well? That's like like top eight in tournaments or something? Well, just based on the feedback that I've had from various pros that have been building the deck, you know, and performing with it, like some of the builds are radically different. I mean, like. The addition of Grim Lavamancer alters the mana base entirely. So if you do play it or if you don't, um, you know, some people are playing, you know, how you play your discard suite is a really big deal. Uh, and then what other items you need to change within your deck to accommodate. Like if you're playing a full pack of, uh, a full pack of Thoughtseize, for example, you know, um, you may, you may see them running, you know, more of the kitchen pink to try to offset that life total, right? Whereas a lot of, some lists are even just like down to one kitchen pink's main and three in the board. So, like, granted, some of the numbers at the, on the surface seem like just changing them is, you know, it makes minor changes. But, I mean, the implications of those changes actually are, are pardon the pun, but they cascade very great. Terrible. <laughs> 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 like, the, the three variations of gun that I've seen is, like you said, the Lava Mancer one. Uh, and, and, like, it seems like they cut, like, Terminates for Lava Mancers. And then... There's the um, the Eternal Witness one, where they like cut Kitchen Finks for Eternal Witness, and then there's this uh, the regular like uh, Kitchen Finks like you know no no Lava Mancer no Eternal Witness, and then like with the discard suite it's always either like four Thoughtseize and two Inquisition or uh, you know four Inquisition and two Thoughtseize. Sometimes people are running duresses like I think Tom Ma was running dresses at the beginning of the season, but I mean, it doesn't seem like you're going to have two less thought seasons in the deck, so you need to run more Kitchen Finks. That doesn't really make sense. It seems like, you know, the Kitchen Finks situation is happening because of something else, because they're adding something like an Eternal Witness or whatever, you know? I'm just not seeing, like, a lot of variation in the gen list, and I, and I don't really see how Strangle Root Geist really does anything... For Jun, that it does, that it needs. Like I don't think Strang- I don't think Jun needs Strangle Root guys. Like I'd rather on turn two have a have a Bob or you know maybe a Tarmogoyf, depending if I thought season on turn one. So the other thing that I did notice 
um, with the deck in general, and I, uh, not necessarily in, in the list that I was running, but as I was interacting with my opponents, there's a major opportunity to play Lotus Cobra right now. <laughs> uh, honestly, because there's not a lot of, like, the Jun lists have the spot removal, you know, at premium, no question. Um, but aside from the Jun lists, like, there's not a lot that are going to guarantee to have that turn two answer or turn three answer to Lotus Cobra. Um, your closest might be a Cobblade with the Path to Exile, but I mean, and even still, then you're getting ramp, and they're getting rid of a path that's not eating a turn away. So, yeah. you know, there there's a lot of room for that right now. And, you know, that may be something that's worth looking at. Um, you know, early in the season, I was looking at, uh, you know, Lotus Cobra Demigod Jund with Liliana, which was pretty sweet. Um, but I just, you know, it was still in Punishing Fires in the format, and, like, you just can't play Lotus Cobra with Punishing Fires. Uh, was that with Fauna Shaman also? Uh, yeah, it could be. Um, okay. But I mean, like, Liliana does a really good job of fucking pitching demigods, too, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, wasn't there, and like, this is you're Lotus covering them up to five. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, it, yeah. it just seemed like, it seemed like natural interaction that I really wanted to go ahead with, but, you know, it was just, it was terrible at Punishing Fire. So, uh, now that that's gone, um, and even, like I said, I mean, with people playing decks like Tron, you know, and there's a lot of, and like Maliripod, like, so they potentially ignore you, but you just need to build your sideboard to handle Maliripod, and you'll get there. Um, but like, it's just, there's not a lot of people that are running enough little spot removal. And it just seems mm. like right now, it, it may be a good time to, to get into something like that, right? Because I mean, like, you got turn two Cobra, you're like turn three five mana, and like that's a lot. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's like that's like thought sees to strip your removal while I cast Bloodbird out. Like that's a lot. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think there's plenty of things you can do with the Jun colors. You know what I mean? Like, what but, should we do? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think we should cut the kitchen sphinx for Geralt's messengers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now, you yeah. know what? You know what? You could do that if you were running Lotus Club. You could do that right now. If you could cast a turn three Liliana, you could probably cast a messenger. Uh, yep. no. No. Whoa. This, this, is, no, this is. It sounds you like you probably that. obviously could. You're, you, no, it's 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 a turn four. God's calling it again. Well, <laughs> well, gonna happen. I I think like the thing is is you run those filter lands. You run like two or three of those okay. filter lands. Okay. It's yeah. No, you're right. If you're just a mana base and and eat up some of the tap lands, like you would be trading off cards like uh, Treetop Village. No, you wouldn't. You have the filter lands, bro. Yeah, you just so play you, a lot. Just oh, play a lot of them. <laughs> just, just play four filters, and then yeah. four, and four, you know, four. Right. Like, so just fit in four of them. Okay. All right. All like, right. Like I was playing three of those, uh, the Twilight Myers. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I was playing Mercier's list, uh, in the last online PTQ. Yeah. You do know you what? know him, Jay? Yeah, I do. Okay. I play with uh, Matt a lot. All right, dude. He moved to Edmonton just recently. Oh, Scotty, are you running the Maelstrom Pulse in your list? Yeah. How many? Um, <laughs> I, I've had it as high as three, but I was at two. Uh, I was at two for this tournament. See, this is a card that, like, I just don't like in the list, really. Like, yeah. 
Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you blood braid into it, it saves your ass, and you're just like, oh, yeah, Maelstrom Plus is awesome. But I just don't like the card in general. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a necessary evil, but maybe not. Like, ah, I just don't like it, man. I expected a lot of, I expected a lot of John Mears, truth be told, and there weren't any. So it's the only reason why um, I, I didn't pack three. Um, and they would just, they, they obviously just instant sideboard out in the John Mears, um, because you're bringing in cards like um, Run mm-hmm. know, and um, Obsidian Yeah. So, but. Um, it's it's just honestly it, it, you need it like it the flexibility of the removal that it provides you um you just it's an it, it is a necessary evil you yeah and you needed it to it without like if you're running less than two you're probably doing a lot yeah you probably do need it but I hate that card I'm not a big fan <laughs> Scott got blown out by like Isochron Scepter <laughs> right yeah, yeah. Oh, oh so so game one so game <laughs> one, this is so he's playing like it looks like a red white blue deck, like a red-white-blue Delver deck. And I'm just, and he's running Delver, and he's, like, searching for shit, and, you know, <laughs> he gets up to a fourth-color land, and I'm like, what the fuck is this Dirtle deck do? So I fucking jumped it. <laughs> I didn't see too much of his deck, but, like, just beat his face. Not close. Um, so then I'm like, alright, well, sure, I Delver, I guess I'll side this way. <laughs> he goes, he mulls down to five, and goes, turn two, Scepter, bolt. <laughs> it's just the scepter deck. <laughs> yeah. So just to say that I didn't have any of the removal that I should have had. Uh, <laughs> it was just really bad. And so I I was able to fight and and try to stay above. And then when he dropped the second scepter with the bolt on it, I was just like, yeah, I can't come back from that. <laughs> I need my pulses. <laughs> I need my pulses. So I re-sideboard for game three, and uh, and again, he's taking that back close. I imagine he, like, next leveled you. He, like, brought in Scepter's game two, sides him out game three. (laughs) (laughs) But I junked what Jun does. Fuck, man, that was insane. I'm going to have to try uh, John's new idea, Drawl's Messenger and Jun, the the hot new thing. Yeah, go for it, bro. (laughs) I'm actually, I don't know, man. Since the GP, I haven't spent a lot of time on uh, Modern. So, you know, I'm probably talking total shit here. Scotty probably knows, like, the gen deck better hey, than me. You, you, you called Drawskull Captain, okay? I you did. Know, I did. I, I, I <laughs> and now you're calling Draw's Messenger. You know, I did, I did call it, but I don't want to just waste all the respect that I got for it, which, which is basically zero. <laughs> I don't want to waste that on Jun, because, you know, I could be wrong there. Yeah. The list is solid. Like, however you build it, the thing about Jund is it's always going to have at least a 50 50 matchup against whatever, whatever's in the field. And, you know, if that's something you're comfortable with, then great. There's tons of different ways you can build it. Um, I may look at something with Lotus Cover right now and go through some testing because, I mean, with everybody playing slow fucking control decks, being able to skip two turns seems pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look at Lotus Cover as well because you're right. There, There is a low amount of removal, so. We'll look into that. Um, wait, I just wait, wanted wait. to quickly. What about this? <laughs> what about this? No, no, check this out, guys. What if you had Strangle Root Geist to the jump deck? <laughs> you would have. You, you could speed it up against these control decks. <laughs> Scott's gonna kill you. Oh. You know what, John? That's a really good idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll well, take credit for me, that one. I'll take we have credit. to take the changes to the mana base to accommodate that. Yeah, I think we should cut Liliana. 
Yeah, probably a really good idea. Yeah. That would make a really easy. <sighs> oh, I man. should look into that, John. Thanks for your valuable insight. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out, man. You know, I'm just here to help. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I just wanted to, as we were talking about slowly, the GP Matt Mercier top eight. Um, a friend of Jay's, I believe, and mm-hmm. also a friend of John's made top eight, Mary Jacobson. Yeah. Um, so we had people that we knew in the top eight. So. Oh man, when she had to play against LSV, people were like, "Go LSV!" I'm like, "Go Mary Jacobson!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like jumping for joy when she crushed him. It wasn't even close. It was just like <laughs> robot you in the face. <laughs> oh man, I loved it. I loved it. I was I was so happy. I mean, just because I have nothing against LSV, but I like to vote. I I like to like cheer for the underdog. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I'm sure she, like, just right there with her pink sparkly hat. And, uh, you know, it just, like, it's just perfect. So good. She did really well with Affinity. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought that was awesome. That was really cool. And Matt Mercier did really well with John. Um, had to face LSV in the quarterfinals, though. And uh, I know a lot of my friends who, who knew who Matt Mercier was was cheering really hardcore because you need to be top four to be cute for Barcelona, so it kind of sucked that Matt had to lose to LSB. So, Jay, you were going to tell me more about this guy? Oh, I was going to say, I've played with him a lot before. He's a super nice guy. He's only been playing Magic for, like, I don't know, like two years or something? Like, maybe two or three oh, years? Sweet. Like Not even three years, like two years. He, um, he, he, like, just gets it really well. Um, sometimes Matt tries to next level the, the medic game and, like, <laughs> And like blows it. Who needs to do that yeah. in Alberta? <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing, right? So who cares? Like, um, but like uh, he's actually really, really good at magic. Like he's he's really good. He's bad at deck building, but he's a really good magic player, which is like rare because normally people that are bad at deck building are really bad at magic too. Okay. Really? So like yeah, it's it's really it's really cool. He's gone to lots of GPs and stuff. I don't know if this is his first top eight or not. Um, like, but we call him second place Matt because he he never <laughs> wins anything ever, Ouch. ever. He 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 never wins. Like he's just always always gets the bad beat and second place no matter what. <laughs> so if you had to pick based on player strength, him or Cody Crosman. Oh, him for sure. <laughs> him him or for Brian sure. Jemba or Brian Jemba. Him easy every time. <laughs> okay, just one. Because Cody and Brian also listen to us, so. Yeah, Matt's my boy. No, he's <laughs> he's way better than them. They're good players too, but he's way fucking better than them. <laughs> wow. Ouch. All right. Ouch. Here, here it is. Him or Alex Hain. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably him still. <laughs> oh man, I'd pick Alex. Alex is pretty good at magic. He yeah. is pretty good. I don't know. I've never played with magic. I've never. I mean, with Alex though, I've never seen him do anything like personally because I don't know him. You know. Yeah, I played, I played against. <laughs> so I gotta Alex. go with who you got. I gotta go with who I know. <laughs> I played against Alex and he kicked my ass pretty thoroughly. And uh, yeah, I started to gain respect for him as a player at that point. Because uh, KYT was telling me, yeah, we're going to have this guy Alex on Crazy Talk. And I'm like, who's this guy Alex? And he's like, I don't know. He won an Xbox playing Magic. Right? It was an Xbox. 
And I'm just like, he won an Xbox. Who cares? Like, I don't care about this guy. I also said he's like the best player I know in real life. Yeah, which is like from Canada. So I'm just like, yeah, he probably (laughs) can't even like top eight my F and M, you know? (laughs) So, so I was just kind of really like weary about this Alex Hayne character. And then, uh, and then he was like maybe putting up some little bit of results here and there, and I'm still like still skeptical. I'm like, you know, this guy's luck second his way in, you know, whatever. So then we have this bet where we have to play uh, seven games of Magic uh, at Legacy, and 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 I can pick any deck, and he can pick any deck, and then um, you know whoever w- Alex said he could beat me seven times before I can beat him once, right? <laughs> So yeah. I'm just like, variance alone is going to get me to win this thing. <laughs> so so I go to play him, and uh, he just, his friend just lo- loans him a deck. This is not even his deck. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's here's this Merfolk deck. And it was a shitty Merfolk deck, by the way, too. The build was pretty crappy. And, um, man, he just whooped my ass, like, repeatedly, all the way till game seven. <laughs> and I barely pulled it out in game seven. <laughs> and, uh, and then I won the ten bucks because he couldn't do what he said he would do. What he would do, but uh, but after that, I was just like, "Damn, man, Alex is really good at this game. He's he's pretty good." Yeah. Finished second at a GP, so he's he's doing all right. He's doing I mean, all right. Next time I see him, I'm gonna kick his ass, though. I've I've gotten much better since the last time I played him. So you know, was this before or after the whole, you know, the whole fucking. Destructive Force fiasco. This is after Destructive Force. <laughs> so you've gotten a lot better since then. Yeah, I didn't even better. think about that. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better since I Destructive Force my my game away. I, I, I actually don't kill my own guys now. That's good. I'm proud of you. Unless yeah. you mean to, right? Yeah, unless in this new zombie deck, this new standard yeah. zombie deck, you're, all, you're, your goal is to kill your guys. <laughs> it's awesome. You just hook up that uh, that grave crawler to the mortar pod, and then you're like, just like you're like do like swing. Okay, dome you. You play him, dome you. <laughs> you're like I got all this mana. I'm just gonna keep pinging it with my mortar pod. <laughs> that deck is pretty fun, man. It's a lot of fun for sure. We'll talk about that more in the type two section. Yeah, Alex. Uh, just to finish the Alex part. Alex and I were uh, pretty, I guess. We when we noticed like Ben Weinberg rising in at the world standings, we're like, "What? What's going on? One of John's friends gonna make it?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, Weinberg finished the uh, that Worlds, right? Uh, no, Hawaii. He was in the top eight for a long time, like standing was, I think, for a yeah. good while. Yeah, and then just died in the final stretch. Yeah, right? the same thing happened in Hawaii. He he ended up like twenty second. Yeah, I think he did all right at Worlds, but in Hawaii, he was, like, almost top 80. Uh, he had to play his winning in. If he would have drew his winning in, then he would have got ninth, right? Okay. So so then he was like, well, instead of draw, if he if he wins, then he has a chance of top 8. Uh, if he draws, then he, not, he goes ninth. So he goes, well, I'd rather play for the chance, you know what I mean, instead of just draw. So he played, and then he lost and got 22nd. Oh. So heartbreaking, but uh, still awesome. Ben Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to Ben Weinberg. Lots of John's friends breaking through here. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show up. You know, I gotta be part of the crew here. 
<laughs> Another cool thing about Ben Weinberg is he texts me while he's at the Pro Tour, and he's like, dude, they're giving away these iPhone cases. He's oh. like, do you want some? And I was like, hell yeah, man. I'm like, get as many as you can. He's like, how many is as many? I'm like, X. Get X of them, and I'll pay you. Like, hey. I, I gave him a certain amount that I'll pay him per phone, per phone charger thing or phone thing. So he's like, okay. So he went and got me seven of those things, man. Do you have extras? I have seven that I'm selling. For yeah. your for your eighteen how, bros? Are you, are you how much chump? are they? How they're, much are you selling them for? Twenty five bucks. Are you fucking chump? Twenty five bucks? <laughs> what kind of fucking bro deal is that shit? Dude, that's as bro deal as it gets. You know what she's thinking? You know what that is? That's a ditch right there. No sneak, no sir. Alright, thirty for you. Thirty for you. <laughs> the case actually looks good though. The case looks good. Alex has it and uh it looks good. You want one, KYT? I might. I might. All right, talk to me off offline. I'll give you. I'll give you a special deal. I'll give you a How good is it in terms of protect, like actually protecting the? I don't know, man. <laughs> He's gonna no. drop his it's, phone. Jay, it's fine. It's like it's, it's just it's it's a skin. It's not like so. It's not like an otter box or something. Not close. Not an otter box, dude. It would be like sixty if it was an otter box. It's not even. It's not even an otter box commuter. Wow. So, anyways, shout out to to Ben Ben Weinberg. So, GP Baltimore happens this weekend, and uh, looks like we've got a bunch of friends that are actually down there right now. Um, I know that uh, Ben is down there along with um, his crew here from Toronto. So, Seth and I think Matt's down there as well. And uh, so we wish them all the best of luck. Carlos is down there, too. And I think that uh, a lot of them are on blue-black, which seems to be a deck right now. Hey, uh, what format is GP Baltimore? Standard. So they're going to play blue-black and standard? Yeah. Is it blue-black zombies, or is it just blue-black control? No, blue-black control, I think. Hmm. Well, it seems like it could be fairly well-positioned. I know Jay has um, been working on his uh, do-nothing list. But uh, I think... You know, it seems like right now, if you're running a a lot of, um, you know, reasonably scalable sweepers, um, along with, uh, you know, reasonable counter magic and, you know, a long game, then it, it could be pretty good. Jay, you've been uh, messing around with it. What have, what have you been seeing? Uh, I think that it's fine. The problem that I have is my creature-heavy decks, um, the, like, the low amount of finishers that you have in the deck, are just going to, like, end up feeding their removal, like, turning it on, right? Like, it's difficult to, you know, play a, a long, controlly counter removal game and then, like, stick anything when they've got, you know, they're just sitting on, like, two Fiend Hunters and, like, a, you know, O-Ring or something because you don't have any guys, you know what I mean? So, or Vapor Snare, and they just, you know, you play your Sphinx or your Batter Skull or, like, and they just vapor snare it or something. So I'm trying to figure out that aspect. I don't know like if the deck's going to be good enough for me to play. Um, but I mean, the deck fucking owns tokens and Delver and spirits and Wolf, Wolf Run too. and like the, it, the, like its its problem is not is not beating the decks themselves. Its problem is that like you can't you can't play a lot of creatures to over like to 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 run them out of removal. Um, you you basically are playing in the control game with finishers, and if they have the removal because the, you know you don't have the luxury of having infinite hexproof guys or or shroud guys, 
um, you know, you you very often run, like just end up running into their removal. Um, you know, I mean, there's the Drown Yard plan and there's the Ink Moth Nexus plan as well. But I mean, obviously, those aren't you know, those aren't the fastest or the greatest ways to get through a fucking F and M. Yeah, that seems like it seems like if you're gonna play the control game, you want like kitty cannons or something. Yeah, I mean that deck. I just don't. I don't like that deck enough. I think it's just poorly positioned against like turn one Delver. It just has a really hard time mm-hmm. with turn one Delver. Uh, and so and like it gets a lot of draws as well because like you just draw infinite lands and then you just get fucked. Um, and I mean I think black is the right color. I I mean. I'm, I think maybe there's a lot of Esper lists floating around that are kind of focusing on somewhat of like a... Uh, it's similar to Solar Flare, I guess. Um, I, don't, I didn't like that deck when it was around anyway. Like, I felt it was kind of like a bad combo deck anyway, but well, I don't know. Well, it looks like Esper Bees, uh, Orin Beasley and uh, Sheen Sarani both have been uh, touting Esper Planeswalker builds with some number of Lingering Souls and Day of Judgments and such. Yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, I, I threw around the ideas of like playing like a mid-range Esper Super Friends, and mm. I thought that might be cool. But I just don't know if that's. I still don't know if that's good enough to be turn one Delver, with swords and spirit tokens. Like it's almost like again, like I'm like you're playing Cobblade all over again. There's you know there's one deck in the format, and you know just variations of that deck. Yeah, I think the Wolf Run deck is pretty good against that deck, right? The Wolf Run deck's pretty good against Delver, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because Delver's playing Vapor Snags, right? Vapor, yeah. Like, if, if Delver were to move, like, like I mean, obviously, everybody has to adjust. I feel like if Delver were to move away, play a little bit more counters, um, you know, and play some harder removal instead of Vapor Snags, I mean, that deck becomes worse. I mean, you know, it's an ebb and a flow, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody plays the Wolf Run at my store anyway, so it's not something I have to worry about. Hmm. Well, maybe it's something you should play then. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's possible. My friend Carlin is playing it, and he, like, just, yeah, I mean, he wins all the time with it, so <laughs> I suppose I could. So it's just, Carlin it's not is as nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just that Never he's, you know he's he's the only one, right? Like he's he's the only one that does, but he doesn't like it enough to play it week in week out. He just you know, out of the four F and M's, he plays it once a week. He plays blue white humans once. He plays, and then he'll play like spirits, and then like drink. But um, you know, it's just it's just I don't know, like. It's not. I don't like Wolf Run. It's not fun like Valica. It's fun. I feel like it's like a boring ramp deck. I mean, I'm not going to F and M to grind out nine matches at a GP. Like I'm going to F and M to play five rounds and have fun. Hopefully. Yeah, that's. I, I'm with you with that. That's why. That's why I play uh, zombies, dude. I like. I like the zombie deck in F and M. It's actually not that bad. It isn't. It isn't. It's uh the one I was playing was just way too short on lands. It was uh, it was pretty. I don't know. I was talking to Alex about a rug deck. What do you guys think of that? Like, uh, mm. let me pull out. Let me pull out what I play. What I like. Kind of. Uh, I was playing with these ideas with Alex. the The first thought was was Delver, but the mana, like, to get a turn one Delver, and to do the rest of the stuff you want to do in the deck, it feels like you're fighting like weird battles. You know what I mean? Because you want certain things like you want Huntmaster, uh, but you can't run a lot of creatures because you have Delver. So this is kind of what what I came up with here. So four Grim Lava Mancer, four Snapcaster, two Daybreak Ranger. Those are for Kibler, you know, he likes that. Uh, four Huntmaster, an Inferno Titan, four Mana Leak, a Dissipate, 
four Geist Flame, four Desperate Ravings, and then two, like, removal-y type of things. Like, they could be Beast Within, Dismember, or Vapor Snag. Uh, I like the first two over Vapor Snag, but, you know, whatever. Well, Mono Black apparently is potentially coming back. Like, you're going to want to look, like, soon people are going to start playing fucking Obliterator again. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's not in the main deck, it'll be off the sideboard against a deck like this. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want, you know, something like Beast Within or Dismember. I think it's going to give you... Well, Beast yeah. Within also, I think, is probably where you want to be, actually, because it gives you a little bit more play against cards like Moreland Haunt and Wolfram. Yeah, I, I like the two Beast Within. That's why it's first. But also, it could give you a dude mm. if you need a beat down. So there's a two Beast Within or Dismember, Vapor Snake, uh, four Incinerate, three Garuk Relentless, and then four Evolving Wilds, one Wolf Run. Uh, four Copperline Gorge, four Sulphur Falls, uh, four Hinterland Harbors, three Mountains, two Islands, two Forests. Hmm. So I don't, I don't love Lavamancer. Um, like that's the thing. It's like the Delver was in that slot, but then it's like to get like a turn one Delver, you you have to be heavy blue and splashing other stuff. Which I feel like it's just like if you're gonna play a Delver deck right now, you probably just want to be in, like, something that can support that turn one blue better, not Rug. Rug really can't support the turn one blue, you know what I mean? Esper can, uh, you know, black white, uh, black blue, or, you know... Like, is 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 a bird out to lunch here? Like, is, is four birds out to lunch? Well, you could run four birds instead of Lava Mancers, uh, but... I would you... probably upgrade the Geist Flames to something better at that point. Yeah, I mean, Geist Flame is also very loose, like... It's it's um it could be something else. The other the, the thing is is we're thinking about shrine in the board, but you probably don't need it. No. If you have shrine, then Geist Flame is really really good. Uh, but if you don't have shrine in the board, then you can put in like something else. You know, Galvanic Blast. You can put in you know even Ponder. So, Lava Mancer seems really sick right now. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a really terrible tension between Grim Lavamancer and Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, I mean, it's there, but there was a whole deck based on the two with the and Chandra's Phoenix, and, and you were still okay. Mm. You know? I mean, you have Evolving Wilds, too, and you have, uh, you know, stuff that creatures that you're not going to be able to Snapcaster back. You know? Yeah. So, it could, it could be good. But yeah, that's what we were talking about. That we were talking about like a weird, uh, weird uh, rug deck. I don't know. Yeah, doesn't look that bad. I like Inferno Titan. I'm a big fan of that guy. I think Blue Red is still pretty sick right now. <laughs> but if I could play Blue Red, you know, in in any standard format, I would just always just play it. So kind of biased. Yeah, I don't. I don't love this list. It's not. Uh, it's not one I would uh, gravitate towards picking up. But I think it's just the way that. I think it's it's the way that the cards interact for me that aren't ringing my bell, dude. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. But, you know, all things to all people, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, Huntmaster is the legit real deal. Like, I think if you're gonna play Rug, I think there's 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 a real Rug pod deck to be played right now. Uh, like Dungeon Geist are insane. You know, as pseudo removal that doesn't isn't terrible, um, and like Huntmaster in that list can be pretty good because like Pod you can safely still get value out of your guys without 
you know, needing to cast spells so you can still flip your, your werewolves and stuff. And, um, like, I think that's a thing. Rug Pod with Daybreak Ranger and Huntmasters is the real deal. Dungeon Dice and, and so on and so forth. So I would, uh, I would certainly be interested in working at a list like that. Yeah, I mean, to me, that just sounds like none of those creatures I want to sack. Like, I don't want to sack a Dungeon Geist. I don't want to sack a Daybreak Ranger. I don't want oh, to I understand. You, but you can play, like, Strangle Root Geist and um, Deceiver Exerc, right? So you can get value out of that stuff. You can also play uh, the uh, Metamorph as well. Yeah. So uh, what do we think is going to win Baltimore? Uh, hopefully, Anaya Anaya Podlis. Does <laughs> that mean maybe Alex won? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he's like, I think the, the people that I know that are going down are going to be playing the deck that they originally brewed up for Potor Dark Ascension, which was, uh, Anaya Agrolist that just happened to play Birthing Pod. Like it's a, they, like when talking to them, they don't even call it a pod deck cause they, they don't do the, it's not like a, they tried to set up the deck so that it chains. It just like, it's a very aggro deck with uh blade splicer and, uh, hunt masters and, and all, all other things that like beat fast even without a pod. So yeah, I feel like you want a good pod. La- a good pod deck is still going to be good without pod, but pod is what gives it that extra bit of value. Right. Yeah. And I just felt, eh, and personally, I think I've said this on the show. I don't like the decks that really rely on pod, and I think their lists don't rely on pod as much as the others. And um. Expect them. Uh, hopefully, that deck breaks out this weekend. I hear that uh, there is a deck that really relies on Birthing Pod. I hear Green Black pretty much crumbles without that artifact. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Lyons, though. <laughs> <laughs> Keep playing heard... those bitter hurt witches, buddy. You know what I heard sucks in Green Black Pod? What's that? Strangle Root Guys. <laughs> I heard that's yeah. the worst card. You don't want to run that. No reason to play that card at a, all. A friend of mine is like a pro green black pod player and uh he says he's at least like 56 and 2 with the deck and uh <laughs> and he says no strangle guys and to run bitterheart witch instead so uh shout out to, to my buddy uh he's like a pro green black pod player uh his name is uh chris lansdale <laughs> does he have a cat named vader <laughs> no he's got a cat named vader <laughs> <laughs> So what do you guys expect to uh, break out or do well? I think there's a I think there's a mono black deck out there that's good. Okay. Yeah. I I I think somebody's gonna play red and it's just gonna clean up too. Yeah, I think I don't think mono black will win it, but I think it'll be. I think it could top eight. Like I think there's there's a configuration. I don't know what it is, but. There's something that's good. There's a configuration that's good in there. Mm-hmm. Cause like the interaction between messenger and grave crawler is just insane. Like it's just really good. Like when I was playing that zombie deck, like I was like, most of the cards are shitty in that deck. Uh, but when I had the grave crawler and the messengers going on with, with like mortar pod, it was sick. It was really cool. I wish I could just cut all the rest of the cards out. <laughs> and like make a deck out of that synergy you know what i mean it's it's really uh it's cool because like you can play the messenger if they kill it it comes back so you can still rebuy your grave crawlers next turn so it's uh i don't know it seems pretty good 
I built a I built a pretty weird uh, blue black zombie deck with uh, with uh, zombie apocalypse and what's that card uh, forbidden alchemy. Mm-hmm. So it's just running. It's basically running four of the the grave crawler, four of the the messenger, and then four haven gold lich. Okay. Yeah, and then it uses just like forbidden alchemy and like uh, thought scour to fill your graveyard. And then you just zombie apocalypse all your dudes back and play. Oh. So it's like kind of like a burn spell too, because when you when your messengers come back, they burn them, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you just run like mana leaks and removal. So it's kind of like a blue black deck with the end game of zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been playing with that, but I don't think that's going to go anywhere. It's just like a pet deck. The uh, rap levy deck. You seen this? No, post it. Oh, are you serious? Okay, it's um, it's actually the one that uh, Jerry posted a um, on Star City Games Premium. He posted a uh, a playtest session versus Nick Spagnolo, and uh, so Jerry's playing his Esper uh, tokens list, and and then it's five color and barrel reds, right? But it's Raph Levy's list, and he called it uh, uh, frights, um, which I think basically. You know, is is a play on the fact that it's five color rights. Hmm. So it's a two worm coil. So basically, it's like four pil- four Avacyn's pilgrim, four birds, one Lanowar elf, and then you've got uh, two Inferno Titan, two worm coil, and four Elish Norn. And this is basically like what you you know the the creature acceleration creature, and then the the rebirth targets. And then you're into four faithless looting, four lingering souls, four mulch. Four trackers instincts. For those of you that don't know what trackers instincts is, it's a sorcery for green and one, and you reveal the top four cards of your library. You put a creature card from among them into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. Flashes back for two and a blue. Um, so anyway, so basically the list runs uh, also four and barrel rights. So the idea is you basically just like fill your graveyard like a fucking champ and ramp up really really quickly like. I think there were turn three Elish Norns happening. Maybe they were turn four, but I think there were turn three Elish Norns happening at the Pro Tour with this deck. Ah, oh, I played against this deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I played against this at the local on Tuesday. Yeah. It feels really, really fast. It was it was super fast because like it was uh it was the most awkward thing I ever seen. First of all. Because I didn't know oh, yeah. what I didn't know what the hell was going on. He's like mana dork, faithless looting. I'm just like, what is this guy doing? And then like like you said, by turn three, if I wouldn't have um, if I wouldn't have tragic slipped his mana dork, he could have turned three unbearable right uh, worm coil. Yeah. So like, I had to, I I had to smash it with my guys. Like luckily I had a really fast draw, so I had like three two two power guys by turn three. So it was just like turn. Uh, turn one, one drop. Turn two, two one drops, and then uh, so on turn three, I tragic slip his dude, and then play another guy, and I got him down to the point where he he was able to reanimate his worm coil on turn four, and I had to like swing in and then like s- make him sack the worm coil in order to kill him after blocks. But if if I hadn't if I hadn't had the removal for the worm coil that turn, then he would have just um, unbarrel rights it again, and then just like I would have lost. Yeah. 
And the, the second game, he got a, a turn three Elishnorn and uh, and killed me. And then the third yeah. game, I a surgical extracting his Elishnorn. No, his Bumbero rights. And when I was going through the deck, I seen he had four Elishnorns in there. And I yep. was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm on uh, Dork Patrol at this point. Snipe those bastards now. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's the other thing too, right? I mean, by playing those, there is that, that nice little synergy with playing a bunch of little guys and fucking a handful of Elishnorns. Because you're just like, all right, I'll ramp up. And like you can hard cast the fucker on turn four. Yeah, he was also playing Lingering Souls. Is that in the list? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy because he was like buying time by blocking my dudes with his Lingering Souls. Yeah. And yeah, that, that list was insane. I, I I was just surprised. I just didn't know what the... His mana base was just like all over the place. But he was able to cast everything. And Trader's Instinct. That was the first time I seen that card. Yeah. yeah. What does that card so, do again? It felt unfair when he cast so it. So it basically, it it's like Mulch. Okay. Uh-huh. So it it says uh, one green and one, it, or it says green one um, sorcery. Look at the top four cards of your library. Put a creature card from among them into your hand, and the rest into the graveyard. Yeah, and it's got flashback for blue mm-hmm. and it's blue and two. Yep, so, yeah, that that felt unfair when he did that. Whereas Mulch looks for lands, right? And it does the same thing without flashback. Yeah, pretty insane. What do you think about the list, KYT? That it's just like the mana is too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm trying to get Brad Nelson's uh, article open about his uh, why he thinks that blue black control is a good choice which is leading me to believe that it's probably not yeah it's probably uh, a bad but, choice <laughs> but you know I'd like what to what happened to that guy man um, he stopped playing a lot of magic yeah he fell off the train man you know what I heard uh, I heard an explanation for his uh, his downfall and uh okay. Uh, what I heard was this, that he's the kind of player that has to play a lot of magic. It, be... Hey, didn't I tell you this when yeah, someone was on Friday? Someone, <laughs> someone said this already. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who said this. I'm not going to... I don't remember. It might have been one of you guys. But what I heard, and this made sense to me, is that he's the kind of player who has to play a lot of magic in order to stay on top yeah. and, like, be sharp. But some other players just have that natural inclination to just like, leave the game and then come back and just be like, oh, I'm awesome, check me out. Like Jerry and PB and LSV and those guys, yeah. Yeah, like, like Kibler. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are insane. Sorry, Brad. So did he, did he, did Brad leave the game or something? Is that why this is relevant, or what? I, no, well, because he hasn't been, when he was winning a lot, he was playing, like, Infinite Moto. Like, that's where he started to get, correct me if I'm wrong, that's how oh, he started yeah. getting known was through a bunch of moto, right. like he was grinding so much moto and like winning a lot on moto, but he isn't grinding moto like anywhere near as much as he used to. That's what I, that's from what I understand. I don't know. I don't monitor his moto, so I have no idea, you know? No, well, he's been, um, like, apparently he's lost like a ton of weight and he's just really starting to really enjoy his life, you know? And, <laughs> which I think is good for him. Um, but, uh, it's obviously when you're at the gym, you're not motoring. Yeah, that happened to a bunch of the people in Calgary. They're called the bros. And they pretty much all, <laughs> they, like, live in the bro house. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird thing. They're they're pretty bro-y, though. They're pretty bench-pressy. Um, but they all stopped playing Magic, pretty much, and just started going to the gym. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. 
I think Brad started listening to you when you saved his life, Jay. And you told him <laughs> to stop smoking. <laughs> so he actually took that advice and took it to the next level, and now he sucks at magic. So. <laughs> oh, you said Brad Nelson sucks at magic. He's been going Whoa. to the gym now, and he could probably kick your ass now. <laughs> he used to be like, yeah, maybe I suck at magic, but I'm about to kick your ass. All right, so uh, shout-outs? Sounds good. Jay, shout-outs? Uh, I have a shout-out to, I think it's, what's Carlos's last name? Uh, Is it Gutierrez? Gutierrez, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I thought it was. Uh, I had a shout-out to, to Carlos Gutierrez. He has uh, been working with me on some decks, and this guy named Jeff Wood, who's Rockstar on Twitter, he's a cool dude. And uh, this Zakir guy. So, like, Zakir's real name is funny. Like, you know people by their, like, Twitter name. And then you go and, like, check out their profile, and you find out that this Zakir guy is Joshua Lemish. And every time I read Joshua <laughs> Lemish on our fucking comments, He's I'm like, such a who troll. the fuck is this guy, I man? know. Who the fuck is this guy, man? Uh, but he's a cool guy, whatever. Like, I what? like him. He's kind of cool. He's I, guy- I don't know. He's the guy who recovered from like a heart attack or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you look at his life. picture, if you look at his picture, yeah, he did. <laughs> I just my most my favorite one lately was when we were talking about black white tokens the first time, and you guys were like all over me saying it's terrible and blah 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 before we went to Star City. And he posted yeah. it in the comments, and he's like, "And I'm fucking so tired of hearing about this black white tokens list of Scotties. It's fucking terrible." And I, like, so wanted to post in next week's episode, because it was, like, after I had been to Star City Cincinnati, and I got the match and fucking, like, went, you know, I'm just like, how do you want to hear about it now? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I got a shout-out to Shaolin Monk and to Cody Crossman, who, like, top eight at a PTQ, I think. Yeah. Was it a PTQ? Yeah, it was a PTQ with my my Cobblade deck. Yeah, and, like, which is, like, so good for him, because he's never done anything like that before. So I'm really actually proud of Cody for doing that. He's actually come quite a long way. And uh hmm, who else we got to shout out? Hmm. Hmm. This hmm. uh Torian Torian Mall. Yeah. <laughs> who wants the same amount of Medina? <laughs> <laughs> um and I have to give a shout out to like Arthur Halavales and uh and James Benares. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Benares. James Clark. Because uh, they, they're really good at answering all the stupid judge questions that I get asked all the time. I don't know why I get asked these questions. But um, they always have my back. And then when I have a, a question, they always answer it really quickly, which is good. Because, like, I don't know. It's really sh- shitty when you're like, oh, man, Twitter, judge, what happens with this? And then they're like, they answer like three days later. And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think you have to give a shout out to Sean Cohen. No, I don't. No, you do. <laughs> apparently, apparently, his wife now listens to the A Team to hear. Frogger listens to the A Team. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. Hi, dear. Anyway. Hi, dear. <sighs> hey, are you done with your shout outs? Because we forgot something. I'm done with my shadows. Oh man, we forgot your segment. Oh yeah, we better do it, dude, or the the, the listeners are gonna get pissed. 
Well, go ahead. You got your fucking garbage deck ready to go. This I've been doing hands with this all night, and it's been garbage. This this deck sucks. You guys ready? Oh, all right. All right. This is a shitter. I don't even know. Are you guys ready for some for some sneak keeper ditch? Sneak keeper <laughs> ditch. All right. I I gotta read. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read. Draw hand. This one's just terrible. It's obviously a shit. You can't doctor the fucking sneaky British man. All right, all right, all right. Well, that one was six lands and uh, Geralt's messenger. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad, but I'm just saying, like, next time, just don't. All right, you know. all right. How about this one? You guys ready? Uh, three swamps. Uh, grave crawler. Phyrexian obliterator. Mm-hmm. Phyrexian obliterator. And diagraph ghoul. Yeah, I'd probably just sneak that. Sneak that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's an easy sneak. What do we draw? Another land. Yeah, just, there you go. <laughs> and then a Diagraph Ghoul. And then a Black Sun Zenith so you can kill all your tutus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. This this deck's... Ugh. Seems <laughs> Alright, one more. Ready? Why does that deck play fucking... Oh, this one's this one's a little tough. Alright, here we go. Ready? We're ready. Tragic slip. Okay. Swamp. Draws Messenger. <laughs> Grave Crawler. Distress. Distress. Go for the throat. Oh. Yeah, the last of the swamp. You sneep. And you get a boner. Like, I probably, you obviously ship it one lander. Yeah. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do? Not draw your land and then fucking lose. Nice deck. Yep. Probably. How many lands does the deck play? 24. If you get a land, though. No, ship it. You are balling. Didn't, weren't, you, weren't you the other guy? Weren't you yeah. that? Yeah, I think you the other guy. <laughs> All right, you got me. Just ship it. You got me, yeah. You and that was when you were, you were like, oh, man, you can't play a Delver That's what you're and then have Ponders and Gitaxian Probes and a fucking Snapcaster Mage with two lands. You can't play that hand. That bit. He likes to be greedy when it's his deck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I've noticed that about Medina. Oh, man. This deck is garbage, man. I hate every hand I see. <laughs> so if we would have mulliganed that hand, we would have got this beauty. Okay. Dross Messenger. Swamp. <laughs> swamp. Swamp. Black Zenith. Okay. Swamp. Is that it? That's 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 the sixer. Okay, I heard three swamps, one black sun zenith, one dross messenger. Four and... It's four swamps. Four swamps. Okay, that's a that's a bad hand. <laughs> this deck's terrible. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is terrible. This deck is the worst ever. Maybe if it had like an action card instead of black sun, but I'm guessing it plays black sun for you know the other decks. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so sorry my deck sucked for Sneep, Keep, or <laughs> It's like the power level is too low. You feel like you got to mulligan it all the time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You feel like your hand is just infinitely shitty. <laughs> <laughs> In the other one, you have, like, good cards to, like, lean on and choose from. 
This one's like, eh, I don't want any of those cards. <laughs> <laughs> Ship me a new deck. Oh, man. So, Jay, you don't have a deck ready with you, right? I have the one from last week. I think hmm. we could do we could do at least one with that one. We just need to get this dirty zombie deck out of the air. I mean, people <laughs> people listen to that, they're just like, yo, that was gross. Let me Sean Gifford shuffle this, so give me about 18 minutes. <laughs> Alright. Oh, man. You ready for this? You gotta cut it? You gotta, you gotta cut it? Pile shuffle? Pile shuffle seven times. <laughs> seven times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, Sean Gifford. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, my foil land still has a fucking price tag on it. <laughs> and it's double sleeved. Sick. Okay. This is obviously a sneep. You, you just. Yeah, this is. Well, just hey, you just ruined it, bro. You just ruined it because you told us what we were supposed to know. No, no, that's fine. This, my opinion is a sneep. You have Moreland Haunt, Sea Chrome Coast, Island, Dark Slick Shores. And then you have one of your two mana leaks, Ponder, and Lingering Souls. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm, that's nice. Yep. So you fucking Ponder, and what you see is Island, Lingering Souls, Delver of Secrets. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Oh, my God. You win that game, too, but... Yeah, like, how do you fucking lose this game? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet, sweet. Yeah, that is filthy. I'm never gonna draw that hand, though, tomorrow. Man, that makes me just want to play this Delver deck for F&M. That's so bad. Is it? Yeah, but any... Any hand is better than his stupid zombie deck. <laughs> True like story, a, three man. Card, a three card hand would be better in this Delver deck than a seven in the zombie deck. <laughs> I think I liked it with the when I was just drawing like less lands. <laughs> you know, like too many lands, man. <laughs> like when I had the twenty land version, I would not never draw enough land. Like, I was playing the mirror match, and I had an obliterator in my hand, like, I don't know, for, from turn two on, and I just uh, never drew a fourth land for the whole game. I was, like, on turn, like, 25. Yeah. But I still like that better than what I'm looking at now with the 24 lands. Do your shoutouts, KYT. Okay, um, shoutouts to, uh... Cody Crosman, who top aided uh, with Cobblade, I lent him the cards, um, so I was really happy for him. He, he seemed ecstatic uh, based on the, the Twitter post that he, he made when when he made his run, because I think he lost round two, so basically had to go on an exo streak to, to even get to top eight, but then I think he lost to Jund, I believe, and uh, that's, you know, that destroyed him, and then the next day he played uh Another Moto PTQ almost got there again. I think he was one match away, so he's getting there with Callblade. Um, and I believe we're gonna play the same PTQ this Saturday, um, another Moto one, and he's just gonna try and hopefully finally get there with Callblade. And I'm not sure if I'm gonna play, you know, John with uh, Medina Tech or uh, some other deck. And <laughs> shoutouts to. All the listeners, like, you've basically shout out all the, the ones that I wanted to shout out, people that have been tweeting at the MTGA team account and talking about how they loved episode 72. So 
I think that's oh shoutouts to Zach Spence, uh, someone that um, a player from Ottawa who's told me that he's listened since episode one and he's listened to every episode. So anybody who tells me that, it's pretty crazy. So uh, shouts to him, and he, he wouldn't believe me that uh, I was going to tell him I was going to shout him out. So shouts to you, Zach. And that's it for me, John. Oh, I also have to shout out to Sean William Scott. Go see Goon. <laughs> it's really good. All right. Uh, shout out to Jay Bush for uh, for being awesome. Um, shout out to... I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of shout outs this week. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to shout anyone else out. Uh, there's a lot of people I, that I'm I'm really happy to be uh, working with, but uh, you know I'm just gonna be like, hey guys, thanks for listening to A Team. That's it. <laughs> All right. Um, shout out to uh, Jared Wade, um, your business partner. Uh, hopefully things go well with his other business stuff that he's uh, going ahead with. So uh, got your back, bro. Uh, shout out to Matt Cranstuber um, for his uh, awesome. Uh, and just unbelievably kind words that he had to say about uh, about the experience that we shared at uh, Cincinnati on uh, the In Contention podcast. So if you guys aren't listening to that, you should totally check that out because he and Stodd and Bressler are like like the three most uh, awesome guys that I've had the privilege of meeting. Short of you know you guys. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Evil Beard. Shout out. Oh yes, him. Yeah, him. Oh yeah, Evil Beard. I always forget to shout out Evil Beard. That guy's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to all the people that I met at the PTQ. That was really nice to see. Um, shout out. So I guess uh, I'll run the list. So Joel Nidri, um, uh, John Johnson, JJ Flipped on Twitter. Uh, also uh, Nick LeBlanc and uh, Jay Rich. So uh, Jay Rich ended up uh, hitting top eight and losing, but uh, top eight was still respectable. So good for you. Uh, too bad you were playing a terrible deck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, shout out to uh, KYT and Frankie for coming down and uh, and being really awesome house guests. And uh, you know, just a, a, it was a pleasure to have you guys. And we need to have everybody all in one spot at some time, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that would be good. Um, other than that, shout out to anyone that I've forgotten. I'm sorry if I forgot you. Shout out to my lovely wife, wife plug. Wife plug. And, uh, shout out to, uh, you know what? Shout out to my son. Uh, he got like a fucking awesome report card this, uh, <laughs> this last weekend. And, uh, and, and so, and apparently... Um, his last round of the PTQ, because he played in the PTQ as well. He was playing against Nina. And uh, she actually had a lot of really awesome things to say about him. Um, he apparently is, is becoming quite the little accomplished Magic player as well. So it was, uh, it was really awesome um, to see. He was like, you would have been so proud of him too, John. In between his rounds, he was trading like a fiend. Nice. Yeah, he's like, he traded a bunch of stuff. He upgraded to a Monster Binder. He got all the sulfur, all the the fucking dual lands and stuff that he needed for a standard deck, and he, he's just like grinding from his binder, like had no cash, and just ground all that stuff up from his binder. That's so sick. Yeah, so he's pretty pleased. Right on. Shout out to him. 
Yeah. So that's it. Shout out to you guys. Love y'all. Shout out to all the listeners. Love y'all. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Where we'll be hopefully talking with one of our friends who won GP Baltimore. <sighs> Come on, get there. Come on, get there. <laughs> so shout out to everyone that uh, that is playing in the, the GP. Uh, you know who you are. So. Alrighty. All right. Bye, guys. Ciao. Bye.